Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast and welcome to the first hashtag MedLasso episode, a special limited series where we explore Ted Lasso and why it has resonated so deeply in the medical profession and beyond. I am so excited about this. Before we get to the episode, a thank you to our sponsors. First to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. Thank you also to Care Align for sponsoring this episode. Are you looking for a better way to keep track of clinical team tasks so things don't fall through the cracks? Check out Caroline, a HIPAA-compliant digital workspace built specifically for clinical teams. It works on any device and with any electronic health record. Caroline cuts documentation time in half, reduces errors, and saves clinicians an hour a day. Caroline is currently offering the platform for free to the first 100 clinicians who sign up on their new direct-to-clinician platform. Visit www.carealign.ai backslash explore to learn more. So we are launching this Med Lasso limited series, and I just couldn't be more excited. This episode is dropping just before the season premiere of season two of Ted Lasso. The show was just an absolute phenomenon. It resonated so deeply and has just had this huge impact in the medical profession, outside the medical profession. My friend Syed Tabatabai is joining me. He's going to co-host with me. We're going to go on this journey together. We're going to have special guests. We're going to do a few episodes scattered throughout the season. And it's just going to be a blast. This episode focuses on the impact that the show had in season one, a little bit of what we think may come in season two, but it's just fun to be in this med lasso space thinking about this show that is just such a blast and just so happy to have you on this journey with us as well. Please do subscribe to Explore the Space podcast wherever you like to download your podcast. We're on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. The show is there, and that's going to be the right way to catch these episodes as they drop over the course of season two of Ted Lasso and also beyond. Please do leave us that five-star rating and a review as well. Please do share the show with your friends. All of those things really help the show out. You can email me, Mark, at explorethespaceshow.com. You can hit me on Twitter at ETS show. You can find the entire archive of Explore the Space podcast closing in on 250 episodes at www.explorethespaceshow.com. I am so excited for you to listen to it. Let's get to it. Season premiere of Med Lasso with my co-host, Dr. Syed Tabatabai. Enjoy. Syed, welcome back to Explore the Space and welcome to our first Med Lasso episode yeah. season preview. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so psyched to be here, man. I can't believe the- there's more Ted Lasso. This is the coolest thing ever. We're gonna we're recording this 
a few days before season two drops. We have no spoilers. Neither of us know anything. I will go so far as to say there's a new trailer out and I haven't watched it. Wow. I actually did. I couldn't help it. I saw the trailer and I am so I'm just so pumped up. I, mean, I can't believe it's right around the corner. It's going to be amazing. To set the framework, you and I are in the same place with the show. I think we got into it around the same time, but we are not granular experts. I have watched the show all the way through three times, full disclosure. There are certain episodes I've watched again just because like I needed to pick me up at the end of a rough stretch. But I don't know like every last detail of the show. I just know the journey that I've been on with it. How about you? Yeah, I'm 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 the same man. I, I don't really know all the trivia or the background or the name of every actor or that kind of stuff. But uh, I saw it actually because of you. You were the reason I, I started watching the show. I've seen the whole thing twice now. Yeah, it's and one like of my. You, there's 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 a couple of clips that I will rewatch. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. We definitely are gonna be like, what is the most rewatchable? But I always like to start high up. I mean, this show has been a phenomenon, right? It won awards. Everyone's excited about season two. But I think a place where you and I can can kind of have some fun is why did it become so appealing for us? I mean, it's a good show, obviously, but it just, it, it's become so much more for me. And I know for you, I mean, you and I text about it all the time. We send each other, you know, gifts all the time. Like we quote it. I have merch. Like this is serious. Why, why is the show so appealing? Oh man. I, I think it's appealing on, on many levels to, it appeals to a whole, uh, you know, wide audience. And, uh, for me, it sort of snuck up on me because I didn't really hear too much about it, but it was your kind of word of mouth. And, um, you know, when we watched it, I think it had such a necessary message and tone in the, in the sense that I think the medical profession on the whole, after essentially a two year long, uh, pandemic that just was without end. Um, and the cynicism and the, you know, the burnout and the, you know, the, the, uh, just the fatigue. And, and we were all kind of going to a dark place, I think. And here comes a show that wears its heart on its sleeve that believes in the power of, you know, goodness and optimism and the people being the best versions of themselves and living up to these, you know, it, it just had this message that I think was like this gentle pat on the back that sort of lifted us up. And, uh, I think it was cathartic for a lot of people too to feel those emotions again. I think it pulled us, it felt like we we're being pulled out of the dark and being shaken awake again. The catharsis message really lands for me. I was watching it with my wife and we were both, in, I, I think it was a buddy of mine had reached out. I was like, Shapiro, you really need to watch the show. I'm like, look, I, I, I remember when Sudeikis did the the fake trailer where he was dressed as mm. the Tottenham coach. Like I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. And I was like, ah, this doesn't look right. This is going to be cheesy. And then, you know, what's this new Apple plus thing? I don't want to buy a whole nother channel. Like this is ridiculous. I have too much content to watch anyway. And it was like, Mark, you really need to watch Ted Lasso. So Jess and I kind of got stuck in and it was exactly that, that it was just like, Oh my gosh, look at this person taking the slings and arrows from all around him and just bringing them on board with a genuine sense of kindness and empathy and desire and, uh, to, to understand and approaching it with a level of humility and acceptance that man alive in that context, right? In that squeeze of the COVID-19 pandemic that we were all feeling, holy smokes, did that resonate? Right. It was just so, so refreshing. And I think also not just, you know, not just as healthcare professionals, I think uh, the America that we live in, you and I, 
um, the levels of, you know, anger and disillusionment and uh, kind of a hatred going back and forth. And Ted is just such a, you know, he's such a kind, empathic guy. And he's just an all-American guy, right? A big part of yeah. the show is he's this American guy in this other country. And he's sort of the best of us, right? He's like what what we what we wish we could be. And uh, yeah, it's like you said, it was it was just this uh, jolt out of the blue. And I'm so glad you recommended it. And it's so interesting. That's how most people's Ted Lasso experience is. The people who watch it become like we become like evangelical about it, you know, yeah, totally. tell, tell other people about it. It's the ultimate but, word of mouth experience for sure. It's kind of cool. I actually went back through our text thread. Um, and like during the, like the heat of the pandemic before you and I were watching Ted Lasso, like you and I both had some pretty difficult text exchanges, oh, yeah. of, like things we were seeing and experiencing. I don't know. It's an interesting exercise. If you go back, like the whole tone of how you and I were like relating to the outside world, I don't know. It just kind of got a little bit lighter somehow. Yeah, no, it showed us, it, it was kind of light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a pre, it, we were seeing sort of a pre COVID world. <laughs> but it also gave us uh, a, it's, it also gave us a, a sense of hope for what a post COVID world could yeah. be. You know, if we were yeah. at our best. You know what the show did well though, too, in 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 kind of lifting that shade and letting some light in is it wasn't absurd. It mm-hmm. it was it was close. Like it, it was like that's the nuance and that's the I think the genius and the way it was created and the brilliance of how all of the actors put this together is it mm-hmm. never got like slapsticky. It never it never got like so blue that they were just kind of being vulgar for the for the laughs. Like the mm-hmm. humanness and the authenticity, it never went away. In fact, for me at least, it grew and grew and grew. Yeah, I think that was a very brave choice. I, I think it takes a certain amount of courage to take a character like Ted Lasso and say, we're just going to play it straight yeah. and his kindness is going to win. And just for this, the reasons, you know, in today, especially in today's last I can't think of another show with that same kind of energy. Now I don't watch a lot of TV, but in general, you know, and just shows and movies, um, I think it was a courageous. And like you said, it was a correct choice. All the actors play it straight. You know, they all play, uh, the, he's, he's treated the way you sort of would expect him to be treated in a comedy. But uh, it's more than that. You know, he's allowed to be his own person without devolving, like you said, into slapstick and and playing to the crowd or anything. And I think they did that 100 percent him. Yeah. And they did that with every character. Right. Right. Each character like has a I don't know. They have like a they they have a a best a a best skill. Right. But they all get to do a lot of different things. They don't just there isn't the guy that comes in and, okay, that's the funny person. And this person comes in and they're, they're just X and they have a lane and they stay in it. Like they all get to be kind of pluripotent, right? I know I use that term a lot, but I like it. Right. And I think that they, that's why the cast kind of meshes so well, like the gears turn, but there's so many teeth in the gears that they really can like get those RPMs. Going. That's not, that's a crap analogy and I'm sorry, but you get no, what I'm no, saying, right? Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. I mean, if you're, if you're a one note character, it's really hard to have real growth and real moments and stuff like that. So you're right. These characters are multifaceted. And one of the genius things about Ted himself as a character is he's the one who sort of sees these facets in other people. And so as we're introduced to these characters sort of as stereotypes, you know, the aging star, the young hotshot, you know, this kind of stuff. But then as the show goes on, you start to see more and more about him that Ted kind of picks up on from the very beginning. And he's sort of our lens into their humanity. And I think it, it's, it's really well done. That's actually, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right insofar too of, they definitely like 
grab the stereotypical sports tropes, but they right. give us so much more and they cram it in hard and fast. Like it comes at you quickly. And I, I right. like that because you're right. They have the the grizzled vet and they have right. the, you know, the hot rookie who, you know, was kind of <laughs> pointing at his back going me, 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 yeah. <laughs> which was the most epic celebration ever. Um, right. It's just, and it's, it's so good. You know, they were setting him up for that redemption arc, you know, but the show didn't stick to that trope. It sort of veered away a little bit at the last moment towards the end of the season, yeah. which I thought was also a courageous act because it would have been easy and especially a feel good show to make Jamie sort of, uh, uh, come full circle at the end there and kind of rejoin the team and like pass one to the open thing. But they, uh, they took a different round. I, I they, just, I love the storytelling. They didn't give us any of that stuff. So I, I have a couple quick hitters and I'm going to sprinkle them in. Who sure. is your favorite character? It's an easy, it's, it's an easy question, but in a show like this, it's actually pretty hard. Who is your favorite character? Well, you know, for me, obviously Ted is the one that springs to mind, right? He's a guy who's sort of the beating heart of the show. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you take Ted out of the picture for a moment, yeah, um, I like the I like the the uh, the older guy. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, the, the actor is Brett Goldstein. He plays him. The oh, Roy Kent. Yeah. A, a Roy Kent. Exactly. That, we have to that, sing the song, right? We have to yeah. sing it. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Oh, sorry. I had to do it. I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do this thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, the way he's played, he's just so endearing. You know, he's the way that we've all had that feeling, I think. And as we get older, we get that feeling more and more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where you're like my, you know, maybe my window's closing a little bit. I can't do things like, you know, that uh, it's life, right? It's, yeah. it's growing older. It's it's learning to let go. Yeah. And when he's um, in the club and he's and he's like he headbutts the guy and he said, <laughs> "I don't know who I just nutted because I can't see so well in the dark." <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's he's just uh, you know he he's another character who whose heart is arguably as big as Ted's, although he totally. just shows it in a different way. He shows it in a different way, but it's all the interactions with his niece where like, oh my gosh, right. this dude is a total teddy right. bear. And right. they make it, they make it, the, the teddy bear analogy works because they continually show how hairy he is and they make jokes about it. So yeah, like, exactly. they, they, they lean into that for sure. My favorite yeah. is actually Rebecca because uh, the, mm -hmm. the, she came on to the show just like a thunderbolt because I didn't mm -hmm. know who the actor was, mm -hmm. but when it clicked for me that she is the like high priestess from game of thrones who did the shame thing ringing yeah. the bell I was like, yeah oh, yeah. oh I, my god that's right i think like i think i startled my wife when i was like oh my god do you realize who this is she's like dude what's wrong with you wow like, no it's yeah. the shame lady uh, but but her arc like she is she just kind of walks through so many things and the part where she comes to Ted to apologize and own yeah, what she's done yeah. and then that interaction happens like, boy, the journey she had to go on to get yeah. to that place and do it in such yeah. a genuine way with like jokes and humor along the way. I, I, it was so compelling. I, I just, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really powerful. Her apology. Oh my gosh. Um, also, that scene also her gets voice me. when she's singing, uh, let it go. Oh my episode, gosh. Uh, totally. And there, I think that's, she's got some chops. She totally but, uh, does. Yeah. Hannah Waddingham yeah. is, she's serious. Like she, she just owned it and she'll, you know, this show, I think they're going to be smart enough. It's not going to go on forever and ever, mm -hmm. but I think she's the, one of the people that for sure will, 
will be able to dine out on on being Rebecca Welton for a long time and deservedly right. so she just crushes it. Right. She crushes that role. Were you a soccer fan before the show started? Uh, you know, when I was younger, I actually grew up overseas. Um, I came to the state. I was born in the States and then my dad was working for an oil company in international construction. So I sort of grew up uh, all over the place. And, you know, the rest of the world, obviously, soccer is or football <laughs> is, right, uh, right. is huge. So when I was a kid, I, I was a big fan of English, uh, you know, Premier League soccer. And all my I went to British school system. So, you know, everybody had their teams that they cheered for. And, uh, you know, Manchester United, Liverpool. Um, and when I was younger, my team was Sheffield. <laughs> oh. uh, because, yeah, not because I have any particular tie to that. Um, but uh, my best buddy was a huge Sheffield fan. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Sheffield fan. Let's go. Yeah. But uh, then I lost it, you know, as I got older. And then I came to the States. And, you know, over here, it's really not, except for the U.S. women's team, which uh, kind of captured that same uh, passion. Uh, it's, it's really not quite the same. So I sort of fell off in terms of following it. But how about yourself? Yeah, I got it. I mean, I've always been a soccer fan. I, when I was, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day when I was in college, I was a sports writer and I covered the UCLA team, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got into it then. And then when the Premier League started being widely televised in the United States, like seven or eight years ago, I mean, I'm a huge sports fan. I was like, I got to just adopt the team. And that's the way it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I put a team on a trial basis to see if it's stuck. And it did. So I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. I'm, I'm Spurs yeah, okay. through and through. Yeah, nice. So, um, and it actually kind of, that was one of the reasons initially I rejected the show because I didn't like, I got all annoyed when Jason Sudeikis was the the fake Tottenham manager. I was like, I don't want my team to be the figure of Saturday Night Live jokes. Like I want them to be a serious (laughs) football side, you know, like this Mm -hmm. is, uh, but, but then obviously it all turned around. I was bummed to be totally honest with you that AFC Richmond is not real because if it was real, we would all be AFC Richmond fans. (laughs) We would be Richmond till we die. And that's the way it is. Right, exactly. They should, actually now is a smart time to make this team happen. <laughs> totally, and, uh, just totally. have the international group of fans already there. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And then the the other big question that the that the our listeners definitely want to know: Where do you stand on tea? I like tea. Um, Me too. I, love I tea. actually I do. do like tea. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I hear Ted. I get where he's coming from. Yeah, but, uh, I I love tea. <laughs> I, I do too. I mean, I, my parents are South African. I grew up drinking tea. I love it. And um, when he reacts so vociferously to it, I just thought it was the best. No, no. One thing on tea, though. So, you know, I grew up, my parents love it. Chai tea is redundant. Chai is tea. So when you say chai tea, <laughs> you're saying you're saying tea tea, which makes no sense. So I just had to get the message out there. It's been bothering me for a long time. It's, that's a redundant statement. All right, go ahead. Man. <laughs> I'm, glad that, I'm glad that we have this forum where we can resolve these things. I feel the same when people say challah bread. It's just challah. <laughs> just challah yeah. yeah, just call it challah. That's it. That's all we need. <laughs> when we when we think about <laughs> when we think about cynicism though, and like being able to move through it, I I don't know, man. I mean, there were a lot of things that I I was kind of like tinkering with and trying to find to just overcome the malaise and frustration and anger and everything that got rolled up into like eighteen months. Nothing did it the way this show did it. And that's why I keep rewatching it. That's why I keep being like, oh, crap day, tired, you know, can't sleep. I'm going to just like put the random number generator on. And that's the episode of Ted Lasso I'm watching tonight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I tried to do it with my writing, but instead my writing just kept going to a darker and darker place. (laughs) Yes, it did. My My writing got really dark. It did. It was brilliant, but it got, yeah, you were in a place for sure. Yeah, I was like, this isn't getting easier. I don't think this is helping. I mean, maybe it's helping me to put my thoughts down and maybe I'll look back at it 
you know, at some point down the, down the road, but then along came Ted Lasso and like you, um, you know, there's something, uh, this whole, this whole podcast we're doing right now, I'm just struggling to find ways to express what it feels like to watch that show. I um, agree with that statement. It's like 100%. something injecting into your veins. <laughs> totally. It's, it's weird. Like when people say like on Twitter, especially right, this very concrete platform, it's basically like a very short text message, which is hard to convey emotion. It actually happened yesterday where someone was like, I referenced Ted Lasso. They hadn't heard of it. And they're like, what are you talking about? And it's like, oh, I don't know what to say <laughs> because it yeah. was so compelling. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not, it's a show, but it's not just a show. It's also like, um, like a, like a mission statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's also, you know, what I've liked about it though, too, is mm-hmm. I really like that sense that there's a community around it and that there's right. a shared experience, right. not just with people that watch it, but more specifically with people who journey through the pandemic in much the same way we did, who look at it and say, Oh my gosh, this show totally lifted me up. This show delighted me. I don't think it's an accident that the creator of scrubs, Bill Lawrence is also the creator of Ted Lasso. I, and, and that the impact is kind of that same level of resonance, even though Ted Lasso isn't a medical show, that's not an accident. Wow. That's, I didn't even know that. That's a, uh, that's incredible. That actually, that makes all kinds of sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you say he, that, that's, he just sees it. He sees the medical matrix in a way that like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to hook this crew up because they're beat up and tired. Right. <laughs> that's so true. But, yeah. What is your funniest scene? The one that you just, that puts you on the floor. Oh man. Um, let's see. How about you go first? I'm going to think about this. You want one. me to go first? You can think <laughs> yeah. about it. I know I did. I get to put you on the spot. That's the fun part of yeah. being the, being the host. <laughs> So there is the recurring character, but mm-hmm. it's the young woman in the neighborhood. Like, you know, he's walking from the pub. He's walking from his mm-hmm. apartment who mm-hmm. is dribbling a soccer ball. She's a schoolgirl, but she's got skills like she's super talented. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where he's walking with Coach Beard and she sees him and they kind of like kick the ball back and forth. And I think she mm-hmm. nutmegs him and dribbles away laughing. Mm-hmm. And Coach Beard said, wow, she she turned you around like the Tasmanian devil. And Ted said, yeah, but without all the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Ruined yeah, me. Ru- had to pause it. Had to rewind it. Ruined me. That is that is a really good scene. For me, I think, honestly, I think it's Danny Rojas' introduction. Oh, um, God, the, the way, and he's like, and his comment that he's a human golden retriever, <laughs> and you know, the, way, the way he's like running around saying his name over and over, super yeah. happy, his hair totally. is blowing in the wind, and then like instantly, instantly injured. And that, that I, I think I was dying laughing when he tries to high five Jamie Tart, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he just recoils in horror. Yeah, oh, it's uh, yeah. Oh, it's, gosh, it, it's uh, he's like in a show that's already so upbeat. I know. He, he's like a nuclear blast. You know? I know, I know. But the craziest yeah. thing is, my second favorite scene was nine was like ninety seconds after my favorite scene. My the funniest scene, which is when Ted Lasso is in the office talking about like biscuits with the boss or whatever, and Leslie says, "Oh yeah, we're having we're having lunch together later." And then he says, "Caesar, you later," and he does the thing where he blasts back through the door like the Kool Aid Man, and he goes, "Yes." When he came blasting back through the door and scared everyone like that, that just sent me. Yeah. Because how many times have you wanted to actually be the Kool Aid guy? Oh, and he got to do it. Yeah, he got to yeah. actually do it, and it made sense. Like, I think I send you that gift probably once every two or three months now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. 
my gosh, I love it. Uh, so then when we think about like what is to come, because we're on the precipice of season two, you and I are both avid watchers of movies. We have walked the great movie and then the sequel and then the sequel and then the shark is jumped and then sadness and derision. Right. Like, how do we, how do we, how do we rationally set expectations for season two of Ted Lasso? Um, Or should we not even bother and just revel in it? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I, I think expectations are difficult um, there. I think I would love to. I wish I could approach season two the same way I approached season one with no fanfare and no expectations and just go into it cold. Now, yeah. knowing what I do, you know, I'm going to be expecting greatness. But the truth is, if they can just keep his positivity going no, don't change. Don't have Ted go to the dark side. You know, he can't take a, he can't take a heel turn. Yeah. D- yeah no, Ted Lasso cannot take a heel turn. That would bum um, me out. Yeah. I think there's a lot of players that we don't really know much more about them. You know, the, the team has, uh, um, what is it, 11 players and, uh, we sort of, or, uh, you know, we sort of don't really know much about most of them except for a few characters. So I think they're, you know, they'll introduce player stories whatnot. I don't think the team is going to coalesce and become a championship team right off the bat. I, you know, I think they're going to struggle and that's where Ted Lasso is at his best, right? Is when yeah. people are struggling, whether it's with personal problems or the team. And then we'll see. I mean, the other character I think is fine for some growth is, uh, Nate, you know, uh, Nate the, the great. Yeah, Nate the great. Yeah. He's, that's he's a fine arc. sports mix there, Nate. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. So why, what do you think? <sighs> I, I struggle when something is this good. I, I mean, I just get so fired up and I talk about it and I text my <laughs> friends about it and I tweet about it and I kind of, you know, I just get myself all work. I, I go full Tasmanian devil with sound effects, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to enjoy it for sure. And I also just want to be in the moment with it instead of comparing it to, you know, season two, episode one, did this, that, and the, it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good exercise for me to just be in the moment, which is not my strength. And that's where I, my mm-hmm. wife will even say, like watching shows with me, sometimes it can be, I can probably be kind of annoying because I'm saying, well, remember what it was like when they did Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, Dude, <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's our, it's our curse as movie fans. We have exactly. constant frames of reference. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think with this though, it's just going to be, it's going to be fun. And I think that they're going to, um, you know, they're going to, avoid what they avoided the last time, which is this, you know, the beats that we're expecting, you know, we're expecting AFC Richmond to get out of the championship and get back to the premiership. And you know what? I don't think that they're, that's a locked in. I don't think it's guaranteed. And that's totally right. cool. Like they might go down, they might go down to league one and that would be right. totally fine. Um, right. But whatever it is, is going to just be bananas and it's going to be so fun and silly and great. I totally agree with you. If they can give us one moment, as good as be curious, not judgmental. Um, oh. and that dartboard sequence, cause that, that was transcendental TV <laughs> or entertainment period. I mean, you, I, you just brought us to my next question for you, which is what is your favorite scene? And I think you and I are in the yeah. same place. The darts yeah, game. I mean, there's just, yeah, I found they, myself tearing up when I was watching that, you know, I tear um, up every time I watch it. I'm not kidding. And it's just, uh, because in, in that moment, we also get this background on Ted and his dad, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. And uh, it, it's just it's just such a powerful scene. And it's something we needed to hear in America, too, right? Yeah. Um, is is the way we are, the way we're interacting with each other. That's right. I think that was just, this is beautifully filmed, the powerful metaphor 
a beautiful shot. The music, everything about that everything was about so it. spot on. And that it's it, that he does all of that in the face of great villainy, right? That yes. Rupert is there with his fancy dots right. and his big wallet and his right. wise cracks and his just total ass hattery. And you right. just want him to just get it in the face, but right. you're not sure how it's going to happen. Like, is Ted really going to hustle this dude? I know right. I shared with you my whole dissection of the darts game. Like I realized Ted Lasso is, you know, is a, is an incarnate genius because he, the minute he saw Rupert, he already knew the end game. He knew right. what the next 25 minutes were going to look like. It wasn't right. a guess. It right. It's, it's, right. it's the art of war, right? You, 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 right. you, you need to know the outcome before you even fight. Like he knew exactly right. how he was going to manipulate this guy and get right. into this place. And then, right. Two triple twenties in a bullseye, bang! Right, right. I just, I loved it. The villain had to fall, and right. to do it in that way, and to do it where it's set up with all of the Milk Sisters jokes in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, right. did they expire? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Right. You know, it was in one place where Ted Lasso had the danger of being stereotypical because yeah. we all knew that the villain was going to get his comeuppance, yeah. but instead, the show took that moment. Um, to really suddenly show us kind of its heart, right? The beating yeah. heart of Ted Lasso. That's right. Is is be curious, not judgmental. And, That's right. And uh, they, it was it was just such a such a brave decision by the writers and a brilliant one. I just think it's so great. Speaking of brave decisions, man, you have entered into this journey with me to go <laughs> through season two together, and I am so excited about this. So what man, we're going to do? So pumped. It's so fun. So we're going to release this one before season two airs. We're going to do a mid-season episode. So we're going to right in the middle of the season, give or take, depending on how busy you and I are with work and whatnot. And we're going to have a special guest. And then we're going to do a season wrap-up. So after season two is over, we're going to wrap everything up. So we'll give people plenty of notice because there will definitely be spoilers. We're going to be talking about episodes that we've seen. So we'll make sure that we have spoiler alerts, but you know, this will be good fun, evergreen content too. But if something really compelling happens, you and I are going to text each other and be like, dude, we got to do an emergency episode. <laughs> yeah. W- watch this grow to like six episodes. Yeah, <laughs> no, <sorts>. totally. <laughs> We're both going to be post call. Like we got to do it, man. That was insane last night. We got to do it. Yeah, it's, uh, no, I'm, I'm super hyped. I'm, I'm so glad that you uh, asked me to do this, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah. And people can follow us on the hashtag MedLasso. We were doing hashtag MedTedLasso, but you were right. That was a little clunky. We want this to be – we want to be like – you know, we want to be like – Danny Rojas. We want to be sleek. We want to be like golden <laughs> we want to be the golden retrievers of podcasting. <laughs> the golden retrievers of podcasting. Cyan yeah. and Mark. Yeah, Ned Lasso. I think oh, we got this, a catchphrase. There we go. I think we got it. Absolutely. Syed, <laughs> this is awesome, man. I can't wait for season two. I can't wait to do it with you. And with that whole big community that we know is out there, we're going to have a blast together. This is awesome. Absolutely, man. I had a great time tonight, too. Take care, buddy. My thanks once again to Syed for joining me and co-hosting this first Med Lasso episode. Hope you have enjoyed listening to it as well. My thanks once again to Syed for joining me. He is a fantastic co-host, and it's going to be a blast to do this Med Lasso limited series with him and with the special guests to come. I cannot wait for all of this stuff to drop. Thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www. 
www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. Also, thank you to Caroline for sponsoring this episode. Check out Caroline for HIPAA-compliant checklists and coordinated handoffs for the entire care team. Caroline is currently offering the platform for free to the first 100 clinicians who sign up on their new direct-to-clinician platform. Visit www.caroline.ai backslash explore to save your spot. And thanks so much to you for listening. I know there's a lot of great shows out there. I'm just delighted that this Med Lasso series is something that you've chosen to spend some time with. We're going to have more great shows to come. Hope you enjoy it, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.